Welcome to the official podcast of the Entrepreneur Summit, events that teach you strategies from the experts, lessons learned from the trenches, and connections to take your business to the next level. Welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneur Summit podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Smith. And yes, this is the official podcast of the summit. The first event is coming up right around the corner, March 24th here in Dallas, Texas. And you can find the entire speaker lineup, which includes some incredible speakers like Anne Hanley and Joel Com, just to name a few, plus a schedule, plus, of course, purchase your tickets over at entrepreneursummitdallas.com. I also want to thank a few of our sponsors because without them, this would not be possible at all. First of all, Southwest Airlines. Yes, the Southwest Airlines, where you can fly anywhere across the country. Uh, you can find out more over at southwestair.com and the Frisco EDC, the Economic Development Corporation. So the event is technically in Frisco, Texas, which is just outside of Dallas. And I'm a bit biased, but I really don't think there's any place better to start a business, not just in the Dallas area, but literally in the country. If you haven't heard of Frisco, look up what's called the $5 billion mile, and you will be completely blown away. So check that out over at friscoedc.com. Now, today's episode is with Stephanie Carls, and Stephanie's going to be on a panel where we're talking about video in your business in 2016. I thought this was a really important topic because I'm a big live streamer or live video, as they call it now, over on Periscope and using some Facebook Live. But there's so much opportunity to utilize video in your business. It's not just this, it has to be super overproduced or really perfect video. There's just so many ways. And video is the really big thing in 2016. If you're not utilizing video in your business, you're missing out on a lot of opportunity, which means a lot of money. So Stephanie is a blogger over at My Savvy Life. It's one of the things she does, and she uses video to talk about products and show people, you know, some really cool stuff she's coming upon in her in her business. And this is just going to be one of the topics we cover on this panel. We're also going to have Jeremy Vest with VidPow. He's a huge YouTuber, and Alex Wilner, who's over at Immerse, which is a live streaming company. I really wanted to talk to Stephanie about getting over the video hump. I know a lot of people are scared to do it, nervous to take it on, but it really can transform your business. And here's my interview with Stephanie Carls over at My Savvy Life. All right. Well, Stephanie, welcome. I'm so happy to have you here. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much, Erin, for having me. I'm extremely excited to talk about video because I know video plays a really important part of my business. I know it's been said video is the it thing for 2016 you know, with for businesses to use. And I know you use it really, really, really well. And my first question for you is, how'd you get over the fear of video? Because everybody's got it. I don't care what you say, everybody has it. When you knew you wanted to incorporate more video in your business, how did you get over that? I don't want to be in front of a camera fear. Yeah, absolutely. You are 100% correct. In fact, um, I was a communication major um, in college and so we had, um, I was part of the um, honor society there. And of course, the, the nerd flag is going to start flying right about now. And we had these t-shirts that said, you know, the, um, the thing that more people fear, uh, the thing that people fear more than dying is speaking in public. And true. what is so interesting about this is that you, had, you would have this fear about speaking in public, but yet somehow 
even if you were in a room by yourself, there's something about that camera lens pointing at you. And especially if there's a red light on it, I don't know what it is, but that will stop someone in their tracks. And then all of a sudden you forget what you're going to say. It is almost like you were speaking to an auditorium full of people. So you, it's, you know, I would almost have to say that it's, it's the same type of um, techniques that a lot of, um, you know, people give uh, themselves those pep talks of, you know, I can do this. I'm going to picture everybody, um, you know, in their underwear. And I never really use those techniques, but um, they seem to work for other people. So I just think you have to to get over that whole fact that there's a lens right in your face. And of course, you, you feel like you're on the spot. And so I think my biggest thing that I, I really had to then get over and of course, just realize that it's literally just like I'm doing with you right now. I'm having a conversation with that camera. And so if you treat it like a person, and I even go back to whenever I first started, I used a teleprompter, totally here to admit that. Um, and yet I noticed that you do, you're, you just act differently, especially when you're trying to read and keep up with it. And of course, you're trying to keep yourself from rambling. But yet, whenever you look at some of the successful um, pieces, now this doesn't always you know work for businesses. But you know you have to realize that you want people to then see who you really are. And so, if you're able to let you out and let people see exactly who you are, then that's going to be the best way that people are going to connect with you. And I think that's also just the biggest powerful thing about video. No, I love it, and I agree. And to that point. So Jeremy Vest is going to be on the panel too. And we're, we're talking about video and he's a big YouTube guy. He does a lot of uh, work with huge brands on YouTube. And he always will say, we get really caught up on the production when we're thinking about video. Like it's got to be perfect. We've got to have the perfect lighting, the sound. And of course, all those things are perfect or are, are important. But like you were saying, there's got to be a balance too of them knowing you. And right. to his point is, as long as they see your eyes, that's like, that's the most important thing. Like they can, they can look into your eyes. So what's the balance you use? Uh, Cause your videos are really laid back and fun and, and, I, and it looks like you're having fun. What's I am. The- and that's, it's fun. It's a good, really, really good, good time. I'm sharing what I enjoy and it's fun connecting with other people who enjoy the exact same thing. Well, and it, and it works. And what's kind of your balance of, you know, having the perfect setting and the perfect lighting and the perfect sound to, if I wait for it to be perfect, it's never going to get out. Mm-hmm. No, you're exactly correct. Um, you know, through a couple stages and, you know, I think the same thing can go, um, you know, go for businesses, whether you're starting to um, want to incorporate video into your business, you, you do have that first uh, idea of everything has to be perfect. Well, if you wait for everything to be perfect, you're exactly right. You're never going to get it done. And so, um, you know, of course, there's always the saying is done is better than perfect. And I think there has to be a really good balance, as you just mentioned, um, between you don't want to look completely amateur, especially if this is for your business. And let's say um, you're a mortgage company. And so maybe you're wanting to put some videos out um, about some frequently asked questions um, that come up while people are trying to get a mortgage for uh, their house. And so I think that you really have to sit down and um, try to find that balance. And of course, the biggest piece is make sure that they can see you. So your lighting is good. Make sure that they're going to be able to hear you. So your audio is good. And then, you know, right now you can honestly still shoot very good videos 
on your iPhone. Um, you know, this doesn't have to be super complicated. I actually know a ton of people that do it. They just hook up, um, you know, a road mic to their, um, to their iPhone and they film. And so there's so many pieces right now that that's what I think I am just loving about, um, the time that we're in right now. I mean, I, I feel like this whole video is the next thing. Video is the next thing has been happening since let's just give it, you know, since 2011, I feel like, you know, everyone's been saying it's video, it's video, it's video. But I really feel that now truly is the time because so much of technology has changed, giving literally anybody the ability to produce a video and get it out there for your business. Now, as you mentioned, for me, um, you know, I, I do run a business with, uh, with videos and, and working with brands and doing speaking engagements and, and whatnot. But, you know, I still go for the same type of thing. Are there still pieces of the video that I want to pick apart and be like, oh, man, I wish I wasn't in there. But you know what? I put it out there and I still get the engagement. And that's what, you know, the most important piece of it. Um, you know, not everything has to be completely perfect. But yes, please look like a professional, depending on what type of video you're putting out there. But I would say the majority of people um, are not out to be YouTubers whatsoever, where they're out vlogging or something. So, you know, just staying on the business aspect of it, remain professional. And as long as you are showing who you are and who your business is and what you're here to do. And of course, the same thing always applies is what's in it for me. And so taking it, you know, a look at what you're providing to the customer, that's going to be the biggest part that you have to focus on. Now, I love it. And mentioning the whole, um, iPhone, we actually had a high def uh, camera that we were using. And now that I've switched to an iPhone six plus, I use the the iPhone is better than the high def camera camera that we had. You have it right in your pocket. Yeah, no. And it's better quality. So I want to talk about engagement, though, because I think it's a really there's an art to getting great engagement on your videos. So what do you do? Or what would are some tips you'd give to really encourage not just a watch or a view, but getting your viewers to take the next step and actually engage with you? You know, ask questions. Um, in your videos, even if you are talking about, um, you know, I'm going to use myself as an example. Um, I do a lot of reviews, especially on Android Wear apps. And as you know, we all know the app stores are filled with so many different things. And so I am only touching, you know, a portion of them. And it's always interesting just to hear what other people are using. And some of the suggestions that people have given me they might not be for me, you know, some of these, you know, crazy fitness apps or whatnot. You know what, I do my own, you know, workouts and some of these other fitness pieces of, you know, doing circuit training and all this other stuff. I'm not into that. So I'm always like, hey, that's really cool. And it's just a a piece that I'm going to think to myself of, you know, I'm going to stick that in my back pocket. Because then if I'm ever asked, I can always say, yeah, you know, a viewer mentioned this app to me. So then the biggest piece is then if you are able to then get them to comment and to talk to you, the biggest problem that I see people doing is they make a video, they put it up, and this counts for businesses, and then they just drop the mic and walk away. Well, the the community that's out there, especially on YouTube, is a powerful one. And so if you start getting that community rolling and talking to you and feeling like, wow, I definitely want to subscribe and I want to come back every single time this person has a, has a, a new video out. And so you have to be able to, if you've asked them to do something, you have to, of course, do the same in return. So if they say something, 
talk to them. It's, it's simple, yet it's so important. And I know I have to consciously make the effort every time I shoot any type of video, whether it's a Q&A, whether, you know, or answering a question, whatever it is, you have to make that distinct point. Like I have to make sure I engage with them some way, somehow and encourage, like you said, versus dropping the mic and walking away, but encouraging them to say more. Right. Well, I think, you know, the other piece about it is you in building that community, not only talking to them, but you have to be consistent. And that's something that is so completely true because it's, it's almost like the, um, you know, the boy or the girl that you went out on a date with. Well, you always want to know when, when's the next time I'm going to hear from you. Well, if they just walked away and said, well, I'll be back. I'll call you soon. And then they never call you. And then it's just a random call. Well, you obviously are not going to have a very good relationship with that person. And so you have to realize, okay, um, you know, some weeks I, I would love to do more videos every single week. However, I know that I, I can do one, um, fingers crossed that that, you know, fits in with family time and, um, you know, my work as a full-time employee at, at a business here in Austin as well. Um, you know, you, you just have to make sure that if you are saying that you're going to be there every single week, then be there and figure it out. And of course the audience is going to be very understanding if you're not able to be there for you know, a couple of weeks or something, but you know what? It's always fun to come back and then to come back and people notice that you're back. And so that's whenever they know that you're going to be a reliable source, then that's when they want to especially engage with you. Mm, very good point. So I want to talk about video. Like obviously you vlog. So that's a video is a big part your YouTube channel, all of that. But I also know you are really big in the social media game. You do a lot with social media. So can you give some tips? You know, video can mean so many things. I've had great success getting doing Twitter videos to ask certain people for, you know, hey, can can I connect with you or whatever it is. Uh, Facebook video, all, you know, all of these live streaming. There's so much out there. What are some tips you can give to businesses just to utilize all that's at your fingertips? for letting people get to know, like, and trust you at a much quicker scale by utilizing video with social media. Right. You, you know, you just really hit it right there where you just said, how can they get people to know, like, and trust you? And if you think about it, that is going to be the easiest way through video besides meeting in person. And so this is going to give people the ability to really see who you are and, you know, feel like they're getting to know you even more just, you know, versus the, you know, the quick tweet to somebody, which is always great, of course. But now again, in 2016, um, video is, I mean, it's huge, even just go even to Snapchat. And, you know, I'm going to give this as a, as a quick um, example is just, you know, it's almost like you feel bad taking a photo now. It's almost like, well, maybe it should just be a video. Because you're showing people what you're doing and you're helping people understand who you are. And so I think just, you know, thinking in even snackable, um, you know, pieces where if I have a new video that's coming out, I'll put that little snackable piece on Twitter telling people to then go over and watch the entire video. And so you can just take little snippets of those videos that you've done and lead them either into, you know, your blog where the full video is at or, you know, right to your YouTube channel, whatever it is. But again, it's just thinking of those little snackable pieces that really make people kind of pick up on, wow, that's, yeah, that's really cool. I, I, I would love to learn more. 
and it's going to drive them over to, um, you know, another site um, of your choice. So it's just easy, easy ways that you can continue to work with the community and help build that community around you. Yeah, so I'd heard this, and I don't know if you can verify it or not. So Facebook obviously is trying to compete with YouTube, but Facebook prefers like a one to two minute video. Is that correct? Do you know? So, you know, it's, it's really interesting um, hearing other people talk about this. And I was on a venture beat webinar and we were all, there was three of us, uh, the gentleman who wrote the venture beat report and then another, um, you know, high profile uh, video marketer that was on with me. And, you know, it's really interesting talking about the different stats in there. And of course, looking at the ways that YouTube counts their views versus the way that Facebook counts their views. And the reason that a lot of the Facebook views will be up so much is because if you have watched that video and you're just scrolling through your timeline for, I think it's even two to three seconds, it's counted as a view. Versus YouTube, you have to watch, um, I would say, I, I think it's still almost all the way through um, in order for a view to be counted. And they've changed that. Um, so anyway, just kind of going back and forth and comparing on Facebook, I, I really feel that that's true. Just because the way that you go through your timeline and you see something and if it catches your eye, then you continue to watch it. But yet again, it, it, did, it does still have to be short. That community, I believe that is on Facebook is much different than the community on YouTube. And if you will notice very recently, Facebook has changed the way that you look at videos. So whenever it pops up, it used to just pop up and that was the only video. And now they've come up with a little piece on the bottom saying, watch more. And there's different suggestions from other videos that are either like that or from that, that same user. And so that's another piece that they're saying, hey, we know that that's worked for, for YouTube because... Oh, sorry. No, we no. know that that has worked for YouTube because that's the way that those communities are built because then people are saying, hey, I really like that video. What else do they have? And they just start going through your, your library of content, which is another great reason to keep videos um, up and running. And so anyway, Facebook is, is trying to do that, but I think that that is still a much more um, smaller, you know, just short video content. And then you can always drive them back to your blog or back to YouTube um, to continue to watch more videos. They've at least allow, allowed that where you can say, have the call to, to action at the end. And I've used that a lot as well. Yeah, I love it too, because this is not, a lot of people overthink. So they're like, oh my gosh, I have to do a YouTube video and then a Facebook video and then a this video. And I know a lot what I teach my clients is to reuse what you already have. So I love the point you made of make a video, chunk out some tidbits and then put those on Facebook and then lead them. And I think that's really key too. So it's not so overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Get the most. And if you have some other tips on getting the most for the videos that you do, I'd love to hear them. But get the most that you have out of everything you do. But, and it's videos, just people see it and they, and they usually do want more versus I only have so much time to sit and read 50 blog posts, right? Right, right. And the, you know, Facebook is also, um, the algorithm is rewarding you. Uh, whenever you do put video on there versus, and, that, and that's uploading it natively and not linking to a YouTube video because they, as we all know, they want you to stay on that platform. And so they are going to reward you for putting that content on their site and then keeping people on the site rather than driving them off to YouTube with just a link to the YouTube video. 
Yeah, I love it. How about coming up with content ideas? I know you mentioned earlier in the call, FAQs, or earlier in the podcast, like going through kind of what you get asked on a frequent basis. What do you, a lot of people are, what do I even do a video about? And I know I have a lot of ideas of what you can do videos about, but what do you usually tell people for tips and tricks on what you can cover in a, in a video? You know, I always try to, um, you know, just to take that step back and think of all the different topics that have come up, especially when you're meeting with clients. What are your clients asking you? Because I guarantee that, of course, one person, if, if they have asked it, more people are asking. And so then you can start taking a look at even um, going into uh, Google AdWords and looking at the keywords and seeing which ones are doing really well, because then you want to try and not always get something that people are, are searching heavily, because then, of course, it's going to be difficult for you to try to then get up to the top. However, it's still really good. Um, to make videos on those particular topics, just because as, as people continue searching, um, you know, if you've titled your video well and also added the tags into it very well, then that is going to help your video rise. And of course, um, having your videos on YouTube is going to be huge because um, Google is going to take a look at the description that's in there. And of course, um, you know, YouTube is owned by Google. So the, the biggest thing that I also tell people is, yes, that's perfectly fine. You can put videos on Vimeo too. And Vimeo is much prettier. It just looks so much more professional. However, when was the last time you saw a Vimeo video come up at the top of a search? Never. I mean, hardly. Yeah, never. They do. They totally do. But yet YouTube is still going to go first. And so as much as you don't want to, quote, play the game, you have to play the game. And so I think that's, um, you know, another quick piece to, uh, to look at and start searching um, on YouTube. So up in the search bar, just start searching some of those different topics. And it will start, of course, giving you those suggested search terms. And the same thing happens on, um, on Google search. But with YouTube, again, is number one, it's owned by Google. Number two, it's the number two search engine. And so that's going to be the biggest spot that you want to try and look at. And just start typing in some of those questions. See what comes up. See what's there. And just because somebody else has done it before doesn't mean that you can't do it. You're always going to have a different, um, maybe even a different outlook on it. Your style is going to be different. Anything. It does not matter. Just because somebody else has done it, just go for it. You've got your own style. And um, I think your community is going to appreciate it. Uh, it's so true. Now, I'd love to know, what was your trigger point? Where were you in your business where you said, you know what, I want to do a lot more video. And what made you go over to the the dark side, so to say? <laughs> so it's funny because I go back even to um, my college years. I um, had this dream of being a sideline sports reporter. And so I did take some media classes and love them. However, it was one of those those you know, times where reality kind of hits you and you're like, man, you know, this is, this is take a lot and you start out, which is, you know, that's perfectly fine, but you start out on rock bottom in trying to get into the media. And that's, that's no problem, of course, because I have a lot of friends that um, are in the media. In fact, a very good friend who's a meteorologist and I have enjoyed watching her journey. Now, is that exactly where I wanted to go? No, you know, not, not at all, but yet, I always had that kind of inside me of like, oh man, I would still love to be in front of the camera. So, you know, years go by and then probably right when I started getting in, um, into social media, which is right around 2008, 2009, um, you know, I noticed that there was not a lot of people doing video. And so that's, that's actually when I first started doing video. 
And I did that um, really from about 2009 to about 2011 and then took a break for a little bit because I was just doing so many videos all the time and it was just, it was a lot of work, a lot of production. And so then I decided that take a little break, kind of get back to, um, you know, what I, what I really love to do and going back. And so, um, took that break and then back at it. And I'm, I'm still sad that I took that break because I think that, um, you know, I could have been doing a lot more and I think that the experience, um, would be so helpful. However, you know, perfect timing. It's still all okay because I had that experience and, you know, even just starting a YouTube channel from scratch, because once you get, for as an example, when you get married and you change your name, well, there's not a way for you to then change your name. If you have selected the URL, they lock you in. And so I didn't want everything to still be on, um, you know, the other name. And so then you start a brand new channel. It's completely daunting, but yet I think it's actually taught me so much more because when you start from zero, you really have to pay attention on how to build that back up again. And rules have changed. Things are different. And so it's been a wild ride, but it's been a ton of fun just because again, it's that, it's that experience changing and it's fun to be able to share that with other people. Now, what are some tips you'd give to build? Because I know a lot of people, it's you, you get excited, you do a couple videos, you get like five views on each one. You're like, no, I'm not doing this for five views. But it's one of those things you have to keep going and be persistent. So any tips you have on building your channel? You know, be persistent and just keep on going. It is, it is a long, long road, that's for sure. However, whenever you're starting... Um, you know, I think it was great because I did have, um, you know, the larger social media network to help back that up um, a little bit just to say, hey, um, I'm back on video, which it was nice because they already knew me for doing a lot of video. And so it's great because that um, that reputation was already there. And so it was fun to then say, hey, I'm back and this is what I'm doing. And so not everybody is, you know, a subscriber. And that's the other piece is to not focus on the numbers. And that is completely almost off from what everybody thinks is because whenever you look at it, you're like, Oh, how many subscribers do you have? How many views do you have? And so you have to start looking at the analytics and this is where it's going to live for you. Live and breathe by your analytics and what you find in there. And so some of the pieces that you're going to want to look at is number one, just take a look at your subscribers and then just try to say, okay, I at least want to get 10% of my views on a video, have that be 10% of what my subscriber numbers are. Then if you've had a call to action, so in the link, either that you've placed in the YouTube cards or in the, in the description, um, you know, if you're running this as a business, then you would like to be able to tell other people that I have at least a 20% uh, rate of people actually taking that action. And so those are the other pieces. And the reason that I say don't pay attention to the numbers, but yet I just preached about looking at the numbers. The reason that I say that is because if you then start to look inside your analytics, the YouTube subscribe button um, is very, very different for a lot of people. Um, A lot of them will just shoot over there, they'll watch a video, and then then they never come back. Or they'll watch a video, and then, um, you know, as an example, maybe some of my Twitter followers. Maybe they, um, they haven't subscribed, but yet they saw that I have a new video, so they go and they watch it, and then maybe they subscribe. Well, then if they subscribe, the likelihood, and it's kind of like the whole Facebook page thing, sometimes the likelihood of them coming back is low. And so if you look at your analytics, the number of views that you get from non-subscribers is 
it's been, you know, kind of clear for a lot of people, it's typically higher. Your non-subscribers, um, you know, if people are finding you through YouTube search and all of this, that's really where you want to be because you're still picking up these people. Um, but then as your subscriber numbers grow, then, you know, more people, it's kind of like, you know, what you do on Twitter. If you notice like, oh, look, they have so many followers, they must be somebody, which, you know, I think we kind of all laugh at now. It's not, um, it's not 2010 any longer. Um, people buy them. Um, they're, it just really doesn't mean anything anymore. And so anyway, long story short, you know, then that also ups a lot of the followers. And so you just have to be really persistent don't get too focused on the numbers, especially subscriber numbers. Pay attention to how people are finding you. And then, um, you know, I've really noticed that with the Android Wear videos, I never thought that I was going to be doing Android Wear videos or apps, but those are just skyrocketing. And it makes me say, okay, well, I guess my audience really likes that. And so they keep coming back for more because I've said every single month I'm going to be bringing out a new video talking about, you know, the latest apps that I've found or my new favorites or something like that. And so again, that makes people then want to subscribe. And so you have to keep giving them something to come back for. And so if you only have two videos and you come back maybe every month, well, you're not going to grow very quickly. And so if you're going to be dedicated about doing it, you have to be dedicated and just keep on going. It is, it's, it's a long road. I, you know, I, I will not lie whatsoever, but it's so worth it because the community that I believe you can find on YouTube is awesome. There are always going to be trolls, you know, right there in your comments, but it's not any reason to either A, not make videos or B, turn your comments off. It's so worth it because you know, you never know. Somebody might point something out that you didn't realize and hide their comment later, but um, you know, I really haven't had that much of an issue with trolls, but they're out there. And as we all know from other platforms, just let it let it slide and just keep on going. I couldn't agree with you more. So I do a lot of a lot on Periscope. And I always tell people it's like they're coming, get prepared for it. <laughs> but for every stupid troll, and I think I picture these people that live in their mother's basement and have no <laughs> life. So <laughs> and they're 40, not right. but so like for every troll, there's like thousands of great people that you can help and have an impact on. And you know, are, are they're there for the exact reason why you're doing videos. So you just have to get over that one troll. Yeah. And of course, you know, the other thing is, um, you know, I know some people would mention that they get caught up on, Oh, somebody, you know, gave me a thumbs down on YouTube. And I'm like, you know what, here's the funny thing about it. They think that they're being mean and giving you a thumbs down. Well, actually, I thank those people for doing that because all it is is it's engagement on your video. And so the engagement that they are giving your video, whether they're liking it, whether they're disliking it, that is upping my chances of moving me on up in the in the YouTube search. So thank you very much for that because then and again it's just it's showing youtube that there's engagement on your video so that must mean that people are watching and that must mean that it's relevant very good point and i'll throw in another one somebody told me this about i got a one-star review on my book and i like my heart was crushed and they said well no aaron it makes it look more legit because if i go to a site and it's only likes or thumbs up or all five-star reviews i think it's their family and friends where if i see a thumbs down or you know whatever it is it makes you look like you're you're uh, being viewed by more people than just your uh, inner circle 
Right, exactly. And so, you know, you just have to sit there and say, um, actually, thank you for that because um, you're actually helping me. So uh, I appreciate that. <laughs> Agree, a hundred percent. So, Stephanie, thank you so much. You've given. So, I have like a whole page of notes here as you've been talking. So, <laughs> is so much value to it. I hope anyone listening to this, if you're listening, it gives you that that push that courage. It's going to get better. It's like riding a bicycle. You're going to fall a few times. Your first videos are going to be horrible. Uh, just, it's going to be okay because you're going to get better and better and better and better. And I know people who have their original videos up and they still get views and there's, it's still making them money. So just get over it. Um, because it really can help. And so I'm so excited for March 24th when we're going to get more in depth on this. If somebody wants to find you, where's the best place that they can go? Uh, they can find me on my website, which is stephaniecarls.com. And of course, that will have all of the links to uh, where you can find me on social. So Twitter, YouTube, um, LinkedIn, Instagram, everything you could imagine, you can find me. And so those are um, probably the easiest ways just to find with all of those links. But yep, really, really easy. I really look forward to um, to March 24th. I think it's going to be awesome. And uh, it's going to be so much fun. Well, thank you. I'm so excited to have you. And of course, all of your information and where they can connect with you will be in our notes page too over at entrepreneursummitdallas.com. So Stephanie, thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you.